And welcome back to another episode of Code with Kingy, where we are recapping round five of the Tri Nations, where the All Blacks put the Pumas to the sword and restored some faith back in the rugby public with a 38 0 win at McDonald Jones Stadium in Sydney on Saturday night. And helping me to cover all the action and what transpired is once again the brother Tynan Barrett. Enjoy. Well, kia ora Tynan, and welcome back to Code with Kingy, mate, where we're recapping a a pretty big All Blacks win, albeit against an Argentinian B team on Saturday night, uh, where they won 38-0. Now, yeah, like I just mentioned, like the scoreline was obviously, for me, not a true reflection of the game, considering how many tries the All Blacks actually bombed and how many tries were scored in that last 20 minutes. But, I mean, like, to keep it brief, bro, I mean, like, what did you take from that performance? I know you picked them to have a big game, so, like, yeah. I'm guessing you're pretty happy. Yeah, obviously, you know, good performance from the boys. I was, I knew we weren't going to lose three in a row. I knew that um, we couldn't really do that at all. And yeah, just a good performance all round. Great impact off the bench by a lot of fellas, and the forwards up front really dominated. I felt the set piece was pretty strong. Yeah, like I think like from what we saw on Saturday, it was probably our most dominant showing from the forwards, maybe outside of that that Australia game. Was and, game like, yeah. and like I said, I know that the Argentinians made quite a few swaps but I think off the building off the back of what you just said in, in terms of them the forwards like pretty much just doing their job and, and nailing it I think a lot of that had to do with the All Blacks game plan going into it I thought they did a lot more kicking yep. than what they'd done in previous weeks a lot I more think. accurate kicking as well eh? not just aimless yeah exactly and I thought that with the forwards not having to fucking truck it up every phase and with the All Blacks pinning the Argentinians back down in their own end it just gave the forwards maybe a little bit more energy as the game wore on and I mean like who I mean, like, it doesn't matter what position you play. Like, if you're constantly having to run into a brick wall, like, eventually you're going to get tired, and the and you're team's gonna probably going to punish you. Whereas if you can put the other team under pressure um, and force them to make decisions out of you know a crucial area, uh, which was pretty much like a reflection of that whole ball game, the Argentinians really struggled to to exit out of their own end. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they were probably pretty fortunate in that first half to not be. Uh, to not have conceded as, as many points as they did. A couple I mean, more, I mean, yeah. yeah. They went to half-time only 10 nil down, so, yeah. Yeah, that's as well, because we did butcher a couple of tries right at the start, didn't we? Well, we did, like, like the, there was the, the cross-kick to Geordie, I think, with about 20 minutes into the game, and then yep. Caleb Clark got tripped and he had his arm in touch. But then even after half-time, I thought that there was one where Bowden looked like he was going to score, and he sort of... You got gassed down, eh? Well, he just he threw sort the speculator. Of. Like, it's, yeah. it's, just, it's just little stuff like that that I think that the All Blacks still need to maybe iron out of their game to where, you know, like those sorts of opportunities where we are going to need to recycle the ball um, against better teams because, you know, they're not going to let those missed opportunities go by. You know what I mean? I think they're going to make the All Blacks feel or rue for their misses. So Yeah, yeah. I would have loved to have seen a game against South Africa this year just to get a gauge of um, sort of where we're at against them, eh? Yeah, well, that would have been interesting, I think, off of what we saw with the Argentinians, you know, coming in, you know, quote-unquote undercooked. I, yeah. yeah. I think I think it would have been quite cool, but obviously they were put under a bit of strife with their COVID regulations. I think that they, they'd only been together like four weeks up until the point they had to make a decision. And that was all rugby. Like, they they cancelled all rugby, so... You know, the fact that we had, we'd had Super Rugby Aotearoa and, um, you know, the North-South game and all that other time to prepare 
Um, well, it obviously didn't, you know, didn't work pay, that pay well. off against Argentina. <laughs> but like again, I, yeah, I'm not sure the the South Africans would have had um, any warm up games either going into it. Besides playing perhaps an Australian B team, you know, yeah. even the Argentinians only played shitty South American teams. But just to point out, um, you know, some some talking points that we raised last week, I thought that Akira Iwani. Yeah, mate, uh, that was a great call. Had a really good game now. Finally stopped being a grub and decided to focus on the footy. Yeah, it's funny what happens when guys just yeah, focus on their role. Um, I, th- I thought that Dane Coles did the same, to be perfectly honest. I know that I, I read a bit about him during the week and that, you know, he was, uh, it was quite an honest review for him following that loss to Argentina and the fact that he didn't quite nail his role because I think that he was too Loves busy to get getting caught the, up in the... skin, yeah. Yeah, and like... <laughs> it works need... both ways, though, as, as we found out. Well, you need those types of guys in your team, but I think like, you, you just have to make sure that it doesn't get in the way or, you know, put you in the red when your team's needing you in the blue, but... Make you make stupid decisions, eh? Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, I again, Argentina didn't feel the strongest team and it's really easy to look good when your team's going forward. Why was um, it when they still had a great shot to win the Tri-Nations? So, well, I think it was just a, a mixture of rest, bro. I mean, you had to remember those guys have been playing. Um, this was their third week in a row. True, and yeah, yeah. So like we said, maybe, you know, the coming un, un, undercooked in comparison to Australia and New Zealand, you know, ended up biting them in the backside in the end. So, yeah, I mean, it was a commendable effort. But, yeah, getting back to Iwani, I think that, yep, he's only really shown... He's shown a great uh, ability to play at the test level, albeit in less than two hours of yeah, yeah. of rugby. But you know, maybe this is him. I think you know, yeah, he has really put his hand up for that six years at the moment because Frizzell didn't really do much, did he? No, he Going into next year. Well, no, he didn't. Well, he hasn't shown, and like it, it, it's tough because San and Frizzell's have only really been in that all black environment. What is it around a year, eighteen months, sort of thing? Um, yeah. But yeah, I guess the fact that he hasn't taken his opportunity and a kid has come in, he's he's got a different attitude by the looks of it. And yeah, in the two performances uh, that we've seen from him, or the two opportunities that he's been given, he's excelled. So I think that he's probably got first dibs um, on yeah. the All Black Six jersey. You um, talk about taking the opportunities, mate. What about Will Jordan? Well, yeah. He like, might be eyeing up that 15 jersey next year with Bodie gone. You reckon I'm, I still think it's uh, Geordie's? And again, you got to remember he came on with 15 to play. And I mean, that Argentina team looked like a beaten dog not long after half time. So, you know, you add another 20 minutes to it. Yeah. It's obviously going to make things easier, especially for a guy like him, where he is an injection of pace off the bench. And like, yeah, I mean, like two two opportunities pop up and he converts them and they, they result in 14 points. So. I don't know what it is about that guy. Like he obviously just loves the try line. Man knows how to find the try line. Yeah, very Christian colonist. But yeah, I, I guess like raising that point, I know you mentioned last week that you'd like to have seen Sevu uh, being given op- an opportunity, which unfortunately, you know, never really came his way. Yeah. I know he played in that loss to Australia, but again, like with Will Jordan sticking his hands up, um, and yep, you got Bowden Barrett leaving, but that you know, there's still so much competition. For all of those outside back roles. I mean, you still got, you know, Rico Iwani. Oh, like, yeah, where did the All Blacks? He'll still be looking to get back in there. Exactly. It's like, well, it, it, it's it's going to be really interesting. I know we've said interesting pretty much going into every weekend with the All Blacks, um, with their with their selection process. Yeah. But you know, Will Jordan's, you know, shown that he can score tries at the Test level. So it's not like that's an unknown now. And we've left um, out Damian McKenzie. Yeah, Damian McKenzie is another one. And then there's, there's, there's other classy operators, you know, like Mark Talia had a really strong Super Rugby season this year. Someone like David Havili always sort of been 
on the brink and of the, being yeah. an all black, but on he just fringes, yeah, he just you know has has come along at a time where we're we're pretty stacked in that position. So it'll be yeah. interesting next year to see how it goes. But yeah, I I, I think that is pretty much a a good note to end the year on for the All Blacks. I mean, like fingers crossed. I mean, it, I know that Argentina and the Wallabies both have a mathematical yeah. um, possibility of winning the Tri Nations. But what is that? Do you, do you know what that is? They like will, how much they, they need to, to win, win with a bonus point, and I think they'd have to beat the other team by like fifty points or something. Oh like yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, it's, it's not going to happen. So yeah. Um, Even though, like we've said, it hasn't been the greatest year, we've still managed to wrap up all the trophies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All you know, albeit we haven't, you know, had to face the likes of an England or or a South Africa with the India tour getting cancelled, and obviously with South Africa having to pull out. But yeah, I mean, like for you, off of what we saw from that last game and what we can build on, and even just for some of the nitpicking, you know, from our losses, um, from our losses, from our <laughs> losses, and from our wins. Is there anything that you'd like to see change, you know, besides the coach going into 2021? Um, oh, not particularly, man. Just, yeah. I don't really yeah, I don't really know what else they can do. Like, they just dominate in the weekend, just like you said, forwards up front. The old cliche, win the, win the bat up front, spin out wide. That's what we seem to do well in the weekend, and just good kicking. Like, we weren't aimlessly kicking it back to them. We were actually kicking to field position and trapping them down there, you know? I think, yeah, the probably the biggest takeaway from me is that the All Blacks, I guess, in their bounce-back games um, have used the boot to great effect to pretty much dictate how they wanted to play. And so I, I, I think that going forward, although, you know, we as All Blacks fans almost have this desire to have the All Blacks play great running rugby, I think that the All Blacks really need to build on almost this plan B or to revolve, you know, to, to, to make the main point of emphasis be their kicking. Yeah. Now, I know that's not what we're typically used to. You usually attribute that sort of game to your Englands and your South yeah, Africa's, yeah, but yeah. I think that at the moment, you know... Sort of the way the game's going, eh? Well, the the difference for Argentina this game, I don't think that the Argentinians necessarily... Um, yep, they probably fell off a lot more tackles than what they were used to, but they still had the same game plan of shutting the All Blacks out from the outside, but it was just that they were made to run a lot more and were a lot more tired by having to turn around, run back, click the ball and clear it out of their own half. Whereas, like, what we saw in that first game is that the All Blacks tried to play through the middle and run around them, but the Argentinians wanted to tackle, you know. That was almost, you know, that was the easy out. Yeah. Whereas, like, when you when you force a team to make a decision and, and put them under pressure, that's when fatigue starts to kick in. That's when, you know, like... Yeah, the pressure easy, changes a lot the, of things, doesn't yeah, it? The, well, the easy threes aren't on offer, so you're having to probably create a little bit more play, take a few bit more um, risks. To, Start looking more at the scoreboard. Yeah, yeah, totally, and so just simple stuff like that. Eh? Yeah, and I think that the All Blacks should take a lot of learnings out of their bounce pack performances, and I think that Ian Foster's got, uh, well, he's got a lot of time now to, to work on what he wants to build on going into twenty twenty one. Last year as coach. <laughs> well, even just outside of the selection process, I think that when we come up against an England and a South Africa, who have better kicking games and are just as hungry on D as what the Argentinians showed in their first test. A lot more physical test. as well, those two teams. They exactly. Got boys. Um, I, I think that the All Blacks really need to refine their kicking game. And like you said, if we can get the, get it to the point where Richie Mwanga has it on a string and you've got Geordie Barrett, you know, knocking bombs back, you know, to, to force, I don't know, whoever the South African fullback, you know, and, and your Owen Farrells and uh, your Johnny Mays over in England to then, you know, clear the ball rather than giving them, you know, the opportunity to to play around that halfway point. 
um, I, I think that, you know, we'll probably reap better results. But again, you know, like, it's funny, like, we're going to have to wait another, what is it, six months before we see the All Blacks again because, yeah. you know, should they play, should they have played next week, you know, maybe they might have lost, you know, they might have gone back to their old ways. We'll just have to see. And I think that's going to be the thing for, for Foster now is just to build that consistency and, you know, create that leadership on the field to where, you know, like when shit hits the fan, you know, like they, they show an ability to, to yeah, flip the, the script. Stand up. And um, get away from whatever's not working, and get to the point where it is working, and then come out and win the game in the end. But yeah, um, I think that's a, pretty much a wrap on pretty much all that happened on the weekend. I mean, it was pretty clear cut. And yeah. I know, you know, like me and you would like to keep things short and to the point. So thank you very much, brother. For hey, you mate, no problem anytime. On, on COVID, can you? Um, yeah, like I said um, in a message I flicked to you, we we had quite a good reception from this episode in terms of viewership so I'll, I'll definitely need to get you back on at some point in 2021 to help get my writing up a little bit more go on then mate <laughs> alright mate take care <laughs> see you Kingy.